Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks, Vet Corner. Always a pleasure. It's one of my favourite uh, sessions, if you will, having a chat to Dr. Jen Griffiths, owner and vet at Pets Life Veterinary Care. Jen, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Talking interesting uh, topic today, medications for our pets, because it is, oh gosh, when you've, when you've got something ill and you've got to try and give your pet medicine. I'm, I mean, I was talking to Rhea this morning about how trying to put pills into cats, it's incredibly difficult. <laughs> how common is it for pets to have to take medication, for example? Oh, look, it's really common. So, I mean, I think I feel like I spend my life just <laughs> dispensing medication for various different um, things and problems. Um, so it is definitely something that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, owners do have to learn to do at home. Um, and in all honesty, our owners do adapt brilliantly and certainly get through it. Um, sometimes it can be a battle. Um, and that's certainly something that probably Rhea's finding with her cats right now. <laughs> It is. It's a, it is a battle. I mean, are there many long-term medications that pets need to take too is interesting? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we will do many, many consults on a day and, and see many, many pets. So for some, they'll just have a short-term um, set of medications, might be for, uh, you know, an infection or it might be that they've um, needed treatment for a wound or something like that. And that's often a really short-term thing, um, five to seven days. Um, however, we do see many patients with chronic diseases. So um, heart disease is one yeah. of the main ones. Um, and, and that's something that the patient is on medication lifelong so it is absolutely something that owners do um, certainly need to get used to um, and the medications come in lots of forms so you might be giving tablets but also remember we also treat diabetic patients and that's uh, about giving injections twice a day to your pets so it's you learn lots of new skills certainly when you have got pets that do need medication oh twice a day to give them injections good heavens I mean some of those but I mean it can be quite tricky trying to convince your pet to take some of this medication can't it I mean Talking about trying to trying to put a pill down their throat, and oh, good heavens! That's why sometimes you think, uh, can you can you sort of crush it up and mix it up into some food or something? If it's a tablet, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, with some medications, there is a contraindication not to crush certain medications. Ah. Not, not many of them, so it's not too too much of a problem that we come across on a daily basis. So often, owners certainly can get by by crushing um, most of them in food, and for most patients, they will eat it, which is fantastic. So it certainly stops that battle of the wills of trying to get tablets down your dog or your your cat's mouth. Um, there are um, some medications, and particularly with cats it is really tricky <clears throat> I think it is a hard one um, simply because cats are really sensitive to taste as well so oh, anything yeah. that you're putting in there um, you know they can foam and froth at the mouth um, and that can certainly cause problems as well and they can um, bite you they can so you might lose your fingers along the way so um, it's always important just to watch what you're doing and equally as well often I will say to my owners you know if there's risk of them getting bitten then we need to rethink the situation and we don't want anyone getting hurt and, and it's really stressful you know for, mm. for both the animal and, and the owner at home um, so we do think outside the box and we certainly make some um, really interesting medications and have them um, especially compounded by pharmacists on the mainland and then they get sent over um, in certain formulations that means that sometimes if you have a patient that can't be given a medication by mouth um, sometimes they come up with a different way that we can give it more safely and just much more easily for the for the owner so we 
certainly have access to so many amazing things now of how we can treat our animals going forward. Yeah, so there's obviously a few ways of uh, getting your pet to take their medication, some simpler alternatives, isn't there? I mean, uh, especially if your pet just won't cooperate trying to take that bloody pill. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's it, it can be a real source of stress, and particularly for cats. I, I certainly touch on cats a fair bit there because you know stressing out cats is, is not is not a good thing either. It can cause other issues. So oh. we we certainly do try and think outside the box. So um, like I said, we have special medications that are what we call a transdermal medication. So it has the medication in a cream that you actually rub on their ear, um, and it's absorbed through the skin. So pretty amazing. Most cats will tolerate that, and therefore, if you're not um, able to tablet them you've got potentially this other option so there is there is certainly lots out there and it certainly makes it a lot safer for, for everyone i've got a call from lacy lacy from lagana on the text line actually message with a question for you dr jen she said hi mike and jen uh, our 4.5 year old lab doesn't settle when she comes inside at night when we let her in she paces around the lounge room and kitchen area and won't relax it's like she's on edge when she does lay down which is short-lived she startles easily and then walks around again is this a medication or natural product we can give her to help calm her nerves yeah, look, there's, there is lots out there and I think the first thing is to, to get a consult with your vet to find out whether or not is she, he or she, you know, truly displaying signs of anxiety. Um, do they display other signs of anxiety during the day or, you know, through the other parts of their life day to day? Um, but there certainly are medications that we use. So we, of course, will prescribe um, prescription-only medications for, for these patients. Of course, you'll need to see your vet about those sorts of things to potentially have a put on those. Um, but there are over-the-counter things that, that can help. So there are... Um, uh, there's actually one that that I like to use as sort of a first line go-to, um, which is your adaptal collar. So it's a pheromone. So you can use either as a collar that they can wear all the time, or there's a spray version of it where it's a pheromone that basically um, helps to reduce anxiety because it's basically comes from when mum has got puppies and she exudes this pheromone makes you feel very relaxed makes some puppies feel happy and so what they've done is essentially bottled that and turned that into a, a, a synthetic product that you can use what's it called again some dogs it's called adaptal adaptal yeah and you can find that in um uh, your regular pet stores um you know, in town or your vet clinics. Um, so that's a really nice one to start doing because it's really natural, really safe. Is it similar um, for cats, then, Jen? Yeah, you can get um, a cat one called Fell Away. So also brilliant. We use it in hospital, in the clinic. Um, so, of course, we know it's stressful when patients come in um, yeah. to a clinic. So the cats particularly, so we'll spray a little bit of that on their bedding in their cage. And it's just designed to just try and help take the edge off um, for them. Um, so that would be something really worth looking at. But for some patients, they do need a little bit more. Um, and therefore, that's something definitely to have a chat to your, um, to your vet about because they can dispense medication that you could just give of an evening or just yeah. if you think she's really anxious that day or night. Um, and it just depends on the patient and, um, and, and going forward. But definitely if she's a little bit noise phobic or she startles quite easily, um, then that could be some, some of the issues that she's sort of worried about and therefore medications can help that occasionally. What about would a lot of people give those flea and mite kind of uh, things on the, and you put them, you put a couple of drops on the back of the neck, but it can mm -hmm. cause some pets uh, quite a bit of irritation, can't it? 
Yeah, so some some animals will get a localised skin reaction um, and it is normally nothing to worry about. Normally it will, will resolve with you know within a sort of a week or so. Um, but certainly if your pet has had a reaction to that, um, then best to switch to something else. It's always good, you know, if, they, if you know that they have a reaction or that, you know, they do get a skin condition from it, then move them on to something else. And there is tablet forms as well. Some people prefer a tablet rather than having the chemical on the back of the neck or on the skin. Um, and equally as well, if they're swimming patients or they love to go swimming, um, then you might give them a tablet instead rather than the spot on the back of the neck in case they go run into water and then wash it off and, you know, it's all yeah. wasted really. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. There's all sorts of things like that. Um, but absolutely, that's another form of giving medication is spot-ons on the back of the neck. Um, so it has certainly revolutionised how we can manage lots of patients if they're just not feasibly able to be given a tablet by mouth. Yeah, and indeed, uh, make sure you talk to your vet. Good call, Janty. Good to talk to you uh, this morning. Look forward to our chat next week. I thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. No worries. Thanks, Mike. Well done. Dr Jen Griffiths, cause owner and vet at Pets Life Veterinary Care with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.